Here's Paul. Dallas has fouled the gift. Booker on a three. He got it. Devin Booker gives Phoenix a one-point lead with five from long range. Durant's got 11. Crank goes down. Durant has got a highlight. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. Merry Christmas, y'all. It is time to talk about NBA basketball. It is the Christmas special. Once upon an NBA Christmas for us. Yes, so, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you all are having a happy holidays. And it's time for us to get, talk about some basketball because that's what uh, part of our, at least part of our holidays, personally. I love watching NBA, uh, the NBA games every Christmas. So um, uh, just before we talk about the games, uh, let's talk about the, some news that came out from, uh, I think Malika Andrews had an interview with Adam Silver. And Adam Silver basically said the league has no intentions of stopping the season. So that means it's good and a bad thing. Good thing is that we can keep watching basketball. The bad thing is we're watching crappy basketball. So I don't know. There's a trade-off there. Yeah, and we keep seeing players consistently are going into health protocols like every single day. Um, so I don't know. We're going to end up having basically the NBA is going to turn into the G League with the amount of people <laughs> that they're picking up from the yes. G League and all these other people getting contracts. Um so I don't know. It's definitely going to be an interesting rest of the season from this point on. Oh, and forgot to mention. I hope you all appreciate the fire. I think it's on the bottom left. I, I think it's where it is. I don't know. I'm assuming I'm pointing in the right direction. There's going to be a nice little uh, fire for to keep you all warm during Christmas. So yeah, the, um, the James, you log episode. You log episode. Yes, <laughs> James, uh, James. Any other comments about um, the COVID, uh, the disease situation in, in the league? Because uh, you weren't here last episode when we talked about the uh, outbreak. We had yeah, I mean, segment. it's just it's an, it's honestly just unfortunate that like so many players are uh, getting the outbreak, and um, you know it's um, you never want to see like a, a lot of people in the league, especially like upwards of like almost sixty percent, I believe. Uh, like that's like insane. Um, you know, obviously you try and limit out as much as possible, but people <clears throat> they have their lives. They go back home. They go back and do their things um, when they're not doing job at playing basketball and ultimately you know the pandemic is all around us so it's hard to um, kind of avoid it at any inevitable cost uh, they will end up with the outbreak so hopefully these guys uh, don't get too affected by it and they're pretty healthy and hopefully they can come back as soon as possible so that uh, the NBA is a little bit more excited yeah and this definitely affects the christmas day games we're definitely i'm definitely going to mention it, at least in my segment so like the way we're going to talk how we're going to talk about the nba games during uh christmas is basically we have like all actually funny enough all of our teams are actually playing so obviously the nets celtics and Suns are playing so we're gonna go more a little more in depth on those games compared to the other two games which are hawks versus knicks and you got uh mavericks versus jazz so we're gonna go quickly go over those games and i think we're gonna go more in depth in our games so we're going to do this in sequential order of the games that are being played on Christmas Day on Saturday. So we're first going to talk about the Hawks versus Knicks. Um, the you know quick uh, we how we're going to structure this. We're basically going to talk about like predictions, storylines, yada yada of the of the game, and we're going to give out our own MVP uh, of the game. We are predictive like prediction of the, who is going to be the MVP of the game if there was one. So obviously with Hawks versus Knicks, it is a rematch of the first round of the um, Eastern NBA Eastern Conference uh, for. Yeah, NBA Eastern Conference first round. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Hawks blew out the Knicks four to one. So we'll see if they can do that or see if they can blow them out again. We'll see because the Knicks are really depleted and Julius Randle is having an off season. 
like a not off season, like off year per se. His shooting numbers has not been as, as good as they have. So with that, I have my MVP being Cam Reddish actually over John Collins. I know a lot of people will say John Collins now because of uh, Trey Young being out. But for me personally, I think Cam Reddish is going to step up to be that number one scorer on the court uh, next to John Collins and be a pick and roll partner now since he'll get more of the ball, more ball handling duties, I assume, with uh, Trey Young being out. So I think he'll be a great uh, impact player for the uh, Hawks. And I don't see anybody personally on the Knicks doing much against this Hawks team. So unless you guys have a different Campbell opinion. Walker. I have Kemba Walker as my MVP. Really? I know he dropped like 44 points the other night. Um, you know, he exploded for 22 in the second quarter. Um, I don't know. I think that since the Knicks are so depleted right now, they need somebody who is a good ISO player and someone who can create their own shot, and that's Kemba Walker. So as much of, you know, a bench rider he has been for the past uh, rest of the season, I definitely see him stepping up and taking a big role in this Christmas game against the Hawks. Um. I mean, I, I would I would definitely lean towards more Cam Reddish route. Um, I think that the Hawks are definitely going to smack the Knicks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that McGregor was a little bit right that uh, Julius Randle was having a relative, like, down season. But um, I am on my, on my fantasy team. I, I don't think that he's doing that bad, but I don't think that he's doing that great either. Um, which is why I wouldn't pick him for the MVP uh, as well. But um, the Hawks seem to have like start starting to get like some things going with their like B B level players, um, some guys that might ride the bench a little bit more. So I think that their team involvement is going to be make a large impact for this game, um, which might give Cam Reddish the uh, the MVP uh, for the for you know game. But um, uh, I think that's kind of funny that you said that that Kim Walker was going to be MVP considering that the Knicks are trying to shop his ass now. I know they're trying to yeah. get him out of there, but right now they need him. He's the only yeah. thing that's keeping the, them afloat. Yeah, yeah. him and people. Fournier, and hey, Mitch Rob is back. If that makes a difference, Mitch Rob is back. So that's great true. defensive Rob. anchor. He did well the other night too, Mitch, uh, Mitchell Robertson, but he had a stinker the other night as well. Yeah, like, he, like the game but so Fournier had a real stinker um, when they played against. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was two nights ago or last night. Um, yeah, he was he was bad. I think he went one for seven from three, one for ten at yeah. one point. Um, yeah, really not a good game for him. I think he could triple single. I'm glad the Celtics didn't resign him. Anyway, that's how I want to <laughs> want to say about Evan Fournier because you know Celtics had him for about half a year. Didn't I mean played okay. So um, next game, Celtics versus Bucks. This is my team, um, and I'm really confident going into this game just because it is two teams trying to v- potentially revive their season because the Bucks uh, lost a lot of players and especially uh, uh, Giannis is actually out and um, I guess Chris Middleton has been in and out with an injury, so he's actually going to be able to play this game. So the starting lineups for this game are Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton, Jordan Nuara, Chris Middleton, and Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins. Cousins fucking Demarcus uh, Cousins is starting. Game. Yes, he is big. He had a big night last night. So we'll see what he can do against the Celtics. And then the Celtics obviously have Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Romeo Langford, and Robert Williams. So overall, roster wise, I like our matchups personally over um, just overall as the Celtics fan over the Bucks. I think. Having our big three, having Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a Marcus Smart will be a great, you know, just having that chemistry there. Uh, hopefully they can fix up some of the inconsist- inconsistencies they've had this season. So we'll see what that happens. Both of them running a generally more small ball lineup um, in general with this team, having just Rob Williams and uh, Marcus Cousins at the five, and everyone else is generally being a wing player. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I put lineup-wise, roster-wise, I, I put the edge on the Celtics. Uh, the next thing um, is actually, I don't know if it really matters at this point because of the, how much the rosters have changed, but the Bucks are 8th in offense and ninth in defense compared to the Celtics, 18th in offense and 11th in defense. Um, it's rough. tough. It is tough. tough. Yeah, it is rough, but it is tough because to, to judge that rating because this is without Giannis, this is without the full lineups. This could be like, you know, a, a, like an average throughout the whole season, and you don't like you can't you don't have like a I guess disease roster rating per se. So you don't actually don't know how these teams are going to perform. So this could be a real wild card when it comes to the Bucks. Um, I think it's uh, the main key for this game is like really how these teams take advantage of the players that are out, like take advantage of this um, of the positions that are out currently, like Giannis being out at the three or four. So you have to rely more on Chris Middleton, which means that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can really focus their defense on Chris Middleton. And uh, same with Marcus Smart, focusing on Drew Holiday and uh, Pat Connaughton, make sure Connaughton doesn't get up any threes, too many threes, and Drew Holiday doesn't um, allow his, himself to get into a rhythm when it comes to passing and playmaking. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, do you guys have any comments before I move on to my MVP? Because like I kind of just read off all my notes about the at this game. Yeah, I mean, pretty. I think for me at least. Um, I mean, yeah, you pretty much summed it up. But I think this is going to be a big defensive battle as well. Um, like you kind of said, a lot of these guys are going to be matched up. Like Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, and they're going to be trying to stop each other. So I think that's definitely going to be a big part as opposed to the offense. Yeah, I think that. Um, I I think that this is um this is kind of like a Celtics team to lose right now. Um. They uh they have a slight upper hand uh, at the moment currently with the um with the disease written uh, rosters right now but um you know like I I think like Reed said you know defense is gonna be a really strong impact uh, for this game and if the Celtics are able to hold down uh, the Bucks offense then I think that the the Celtics have this game locked up uh, I think that this could be a huge uh, underdog win for for the Celtics and could possibly ruin the Bucks' morale going into next year. Yeah, <laughs> going into and next year. Also, I can... without Giannis dominating the paint and Robert Williams on the Celtics being able to hold it down, I think the Bucks are going to have to definitely look more towards perimeter scoring for this. Also, and you guys have Marcus Smart as well. Also, I love that uh, James said next year because that threw me off. I was like, wait, next year? I was like, oh, wait, the new year is actually next week, so – Never mind, my brain my brain was on a different wavelength. <laughs> I didn't realize it's gonna be like New Year's in a week. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, but yeah, let's move on to MVP. I personally, um, just thinking about it, um, just when I had like time because I actually did like a lot of research into this. I actually think Jalen Brown's gonna be our MVP just because, if, assuming the Celtics win, because MVP usually is given to the winning team. I'm assuming the Celtics are gonna win. That's like my pick. Um, Jalen Brown has been really good off injury. He's really been getting back into his, his rhythm. Jason Tatum is up and down inconsistent, and he's in a slump recently. So I personally think if anyone's going to step up for the Celtics, it will be Jalen Brown over uh, Jason Tatum, even though I want Tatum to actually get like step up and actually be that number one guy right now. But it seems like Jalen Brown will be taking that number one spot um, this game. I agree. Yeah, I don't see Jason Tatum really blowing up for like 30, 35 points this game, but I see Jason uh, Jalen Brown being able to. Even though Jason Tatum is leading this, the league in scoring right now, total like total point wise, uh, not in average points. That's um, I like points per game. That K- KD has average points per game, but uh, Jason Tatum is leading the league in uh, total points this season. 
So that's an interesting thing I found out. Um, I don't know if it matters. I'm just kind of like a fun set. I just wanted to throw out there for those Celtics. But uh, let's move on to the Warriors and Suns, which is I'm going to let James take over this uh, part of the game, yeah, uh, podcast. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so basically the, uh, the Warriors and the Suns are going to be matching up. Uh, this is a huge uh, matchup for me personally as a Suns fan. Um, the Western Conference, it's a Western Conference uh, finals rematch. Um, you know, right now you arguably have the best teams in the NBA um, going at each other with, um, you know, the, the powerhouse and, and the Warriors with Seth Perry right now and going off uh, with some of the help with like from Jordan Poole and, uh, and others like, uh, like Gary Payton. Uh, the second um and then you also have the the Suns who are doing really well right now who came off of the 18 game winning streak and uh and have been consistently getting a couple wins here and there um after that so they they've still been keeping up with uh their winning percentages <coughs> they're one and one against each other right now in the regular season so uh this is uh, an even matchup right now for uh for Christmas day and it should be exciting to uh, to see Booker and uh, Steph Curry go at it, go at each other. Um, but the one thing that I will say is that I do think that the Suns are going to win. However, I think that Steph Curry is ultimately going to have the better game um, out of anybody on the court. Um, it's, I mean, he's he's going insane this season. He's arguably probably going to be the actual MVP of, of the regular season. Um, and I think that, you know, it's going to be really hard to, to try and stop him. I, I think Booker is going to put up a really big fight against Curry um, with this uh, with this matchup. But, um, you know, I think Curry is going to end up going off regardless. It's, there's only so much that um, teams can do to hold back Curry from scoring 30 plus. So um, I do think that the Suns have the higher percentage in winning, though. Uh, and that leads me into their lineup. So uh, the Warriors lineup would be uh, Steph Curry, Gary Payton, uh, the second, Otto Porter Jr., uh, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney, where the Suns lineup, which has barely been affected by um, the outbreak, uh, which is uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. They basically have their full lineup that they use on a regular, consistent basis, Um and it hasn't really changed as well as most of their most of their lineup in uh, going into their bench, and I think that the the Suns are ultimately going to have the upper hand and the advantage going into this game because of that. But um, you know, it's going to be a true a true story of whether what team can make more threes, um, who who's ultimately going to have the upper hand on defense, um, and I think the the most important thing. Uh, is going to be turnover ratio. Whoever is going to have a better turnover turnover ratio, and what I mean by that is AKA fast break points. You know, if uh, if they can, if the Suns or the Warriors can can convert their turnover uh, their turnovers to um, to more fast break points um, from you know stealing ball and um, on defense, then they're ultimately going to win that game. I think that that's ultimately going to be the telltale story of who's going to win that this game. And for me personally, I think the Suns are going to take it. Uh, summed it up perfectly and the yeah, one thing I will say every box. yeah uh, the only thing with me is I, I definitely agree with you the Suns are going to win even though I am a war I would prefer the Warriors at any, any day over the Suns because we did have this debate earlier uh, in the year but the only reason why I, I can't say the war I can't even argue the Warriors right now because Jordan Poole is, uh, is in uh, uh, protocol so yeah. that's their one like, sec- like number two guy on the court 
that I would really want them to have if they had a chance to win this game. Uh, Curry alone can't carry them, even though they still have Draymond, so they have that pick-and-roll action. Uh, Looney cannot guard Aiden, so I don't know. There's no way to argue the Warriors to win this one. Yeah, I think it's definitely tough. Tough. I'd be hard-pressed to try to argue for the Warriors, but I definitely agree with Steph Curry no matter who wins. I think this man is going to go off for 30, 35, 40 points you know, put up eight, nine, ten threes. So I think he's definitely going to be Christmas Day MVP for the Warriors Yeah, for this game. Agreed. So let's move on to your game, Reed. Uh, Nets versus Lakers. And funny enough, we are – actually, never mind. I was going to say all of our teams are away, but the Suns are at home uh, tomorrow. So, yeah. So let's yeah. get on to the Nets versus Lakers. Nets are going to Staples Center, face off against the Lakers. Um, I don't know exactly what our record is against – Lakers this season if we've even played them a couple times but point is is that James Harden's back in the lineup unfortunately Kevin Durant's still out which is definitely going to hurt us a lot on offense but we have James Harden who's going to be able to facilitate our offense Patty Mills, Javon Carter, Paul Millsap and Blake Griffin all starting Um, this has to be Blake Griffin's third maybe fourth start this season if that Um, he's been getting a lot of minutes due to the protocols that the Nets have been facing we have an insane amount of people out Claxton is out um, so that's why he's gotten the start at the five. But um, I, I, I'm pretty pretty confident Nets are going to take this one um, with James Harden being at the point guard. Um, he, he's been up and down this season, but I like to kind of put my faith in his playmaking abilities and also Patty Mills able to shoot the three ball. Um, if he's able to hit that, then I think we got this in the bag because right now the Lakers got Russell Westbrook, Taylor Horton Tucker, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard all starting, which barring LeBron James, even though he's 36 years old, um, not a great defensive roster right there. Um, so for me, I think that three-point shooting is really going to be the telltale sign for this one. If James Harden and Patty Mills are able to hit their threes, um, you know, kind of make the Lakers scramble on the perimeter, um, get some wide open shots for other guys as well. Um, even Blake Griffin has been moderately reliable. I use moderately very like heavily because he is moderately reliable. Mm-hmm. By no means is he a reliable three-point shooting option. But if he has an open shot, um, I wouldn't be too upset if he took it. He's been hitting them relatively well this season. Uh, wide open absolutely no contested shots for him this man needs to stop shooting but that's a conversation for another day but um right now the Nets are shooting 35 percent from three on the season and Lakers allow their teams to shoot 37 or 33 percent so um Lakers shoot 33 percent so um I think if the Nets are able to knock down their threes and kind of you know, make the Lakers work a little bit more on the perimeter. I think it's going to be really difficult for us to lock down the paint. Um, so I think LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are definitely going to have pretty big games because they're very paint dominant. Um, but the Lakers don't have AD, who's one of their better defenders uh, on the switch. So they're not going to have that versatility on defense and also Whoa. not uh, as good of a pick and roll <laughs> option. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's out with an injury right now for six weeks. Big surprise there, right? Um so, yeah, to sum it up, basically, I think even though Nets are going to come out on top, I still have LeBron James getting MVP because it's LeBron James. It's pretty hard to um, stop this guy no matter what. And personally, as James Harden, even though he's averaging almost a triple-double this season, um, I feel like he's going to 
score around 20 points and then, you know, do the rest of his uh, damage on offense in the playmaking category. So he could surprise and, you know, drop a big game uh, point scoring wise. But right now I have LeBron James coming out as the MVP. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, I think Javon Carter's got it on lock, to be honest. Oh, yeah, you think? Former Suns player. Your eighth David, man. Your eighth man. David Duke might uh might come out with uh, a <laughs> big 30 bomb. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm yeah, just surprised that they're playing him at the small forward, though. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Uh, right? Shooting guard, I think right? it's because they wanted – because they have James Harden starting at point guard, and then they right. got Patty Mills also in the starting lineup, and he's kind yeah. of like – point guard slash shooting guard so i think they kind of just huh should have kept in witty shut up i don't want to hear about it on a real note i would say that's an, uh, uh, a realistic um, prediction there um yeah. i think that lebron's probably going to do his thing but um you know maybe maybe westbrook maybe uh harden but, you know, mm, there's probably, a lot of uh, a, a lot of talent on these rosters right now, um, like raw talent. But um, it just depends on how it's going to translate to the stat sheet. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just looking at these rosters. I'm just trying to find out how they're. I mean, for LeBron, eh, I, I just I just look at this Lakers lineup, and none of them can like shoot like outstandingly well. Again, like you brought three point shooting. Another very consistent. That's the thing. Yeah, that too. Um, the one thing I see with the, the Nets roster, though, is that their defense doesn't seem to be that great. I don't know how they're going to stop LeBron, Westbrook, and Melo. And even THD no, is a decent, you know, sh- scorer in general. So You got nothing in paint, dude. You got no – You got, I mean, no, you got Blake Griffin. Like, Blake Griffin's not guarding anybody. That man is no. – <laughs> <man is soft. laughs> so yeah, would eat And, like, that dude, nah. No, this is yeah. going to be – I think this is going to be one of those games where – both teams score like 130 plus points and mm-hmm. defense is pretty much just out the window. It's fair. It's either yeah. going to be bad or it's going to be like a 60 point game. Yeah, yeah. with everyone like having a, a terrible shot. Yeah, everybody just breaks everything. Yeah. So this, yeah. this is definitely going to be the, the worst oh, Christmas game, game ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... No, I'm, happy. I'm happy with it. <laughs> I mean, if we want to talk about worst, before we move... Actually, let's talk about the... I mean, let's before we move on to the last one, what do we think is going to be the worst game out of all these five? Are we assuming Nets versus Lakers is going to be the worst? Um, I actually think it's the Hawks be- versus the Knicks is going to be the worst. Really? <laughs> I don't know. They could surprise. I think the Hawks could seriously story surprise us. Storyline wise, the Hawks and the Knicks take the cake for the yeah, I agree. games. But in terms of what's actually going to happen, I mean, right now, Cam Reddish is great. But the fact that you guys both have Cam Reddish as your MVP for this game, I think, should Sad. talk about how yeah. it's going to go. I mean, Cam Reddish is not a bad player. It's just that they don't have any no, other he, like amazing great, guards but, to, no, to like, put out he's there. Gonna, he's going to score like what, like 25? And like then we're going to say, yeah, he got MVP, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Dude. Like, uh, it's gonna be a depressing game, folks. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You know? yeah. like, I mean, if if like Trey, if Trey was in, then you know he might make it a little bit interesting. Yeah. Actually, that would probably be the most interesting part about this because I feel like the Knicks don't hate the Hawks as much as they hate Trey Young specifically. Right. Oh yeah, I imagine if the Trey Young the was there, that, I think that would be the fact that he's out. I think kind of takes away from the storyline a little bit, but the they're definitely still not going to be happy. Are they playing at MSG? Yeah. They are playing. Yeah, they're playing at MSG. Okay, yeah, so definitely this is going to be a rough one for, for the Hawks. Yeah, that would have been yeah. cool to see Trey go back to MSG and just, like, mm-hmm. ice them again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was a little side thing I wanted to talk about. But uh, <laughs> Mavericks versus Jazz, uh, again, this is going to be a little shorter. Essentially, it's just two teams, you know, in general that they're, like, really good in the regular season, but they're really bad in the playoffs. So we don't know what this, these teams are about. We don't know what's going to happen with them. But uh, with this game, I don't – I might. this is actually going to be an argument about the MVP because I personally have either Luka or Donovan Mitchell – um, I think personally, everyone was going to say Luca because Luca's basically carrying that team right now. Um, I think Donovan can has, have a serious case, um, just because he's made himself the clear number one guy in Utah. Clear, great scorer, defender. He's overall a great player and shoot, uh, can shoot well as well. So I'm assuming he'll perform really well next to Rudy Gobert and all his other team. I think there's not too many injuries on the Jazz that I could I can remember looking at the when I was looking at the roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's honestly, I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to be the, the under or not the underdog, but I'll, I'll be different. I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell is my MVP uh, for mm-hmm. this game. Loser. Yeah, I have, I have <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, um, oh yeah. Luca. I have Luca as MVP just cause I mean, it's, it's Luca. I don't know. It's kind of difficult to argue against that. I think, um, Luca makes his but, threes. Like, and it's going to be a wrap. So, but I think also yeah. a big problem that he's going to run into is he does like to work in the paint a lot. And even though Rudy Gobert is pretty much um, non-existent outside of the paint, he is definitely a great rim protector. So uh, if he can Dominant, harass... Probably Luka the enough, best rim protector in the league. Absolutely, as of right now, for sure. Uh, so if he can harass Luca enough and try to, you know, probably make him pass out a little bit more so he won't be as... Oh, effective. wait. I'm I, I realized looking at the injury thing. Uh, Luca's out for health and safety protocols as of two days ago, so he won't be playing in this game. Nor will Tim, nor nor will Tim Hardaway, Maxi Kleba. That I knew. Porzingis is out. Oh yeah, I'm looking at their starting lineup right now. Tim this Hardaway is, Jr. Um, I knew because he was on my fantasy team. Yeah, the Jazz are completely healthy. So actually, I'm going yeah, Don is guaranteed MVP, and I'm I'm taking him. I'm taking them to win. So. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I might have to switch that because <laughs> this Dallas lineup right I'm gonna now. I'm going to take Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Yeah, Josh Celtics, Josh Richardson. Let's go. He's on the Celtics. Got, he's got Bojan Bogdan. Oh, he's on the Celtics now? Yeah, he, he's, like, he's our best six man right now because of um everyone else Everyone else is in health and safety protocols. Josh Richardson is our best. Nope. We signed him. Did traded? Or traded him. I forgot. Oh. We traded him or something. Or they, we traded. he got traded to the Celtics, so. Uh, yeah, he's been a good pickup right now. So, like, honestly, I like Josh Richardson. Solid for the player. He's it's not bad, been, yeah. He's always been, like, a solid mid-player. I wish he would be – I wish he would be – Probably Donovan, maybe, maybe Rudy Gobert. If he gets I don't like Rudy Gobert. I'll be honest. I don't no like – No one does. No one likes Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> I, think um, I mean, if he, draw, if he gets, like, a fat, like, 20-20 game with, like, six, seven blocks, that's going to be pretty tough to argue against. Yeah, I mean that's all the games. Um, do you guys have any other like lasting comments for this uh, Christmas uh, games? No. Nope. No. Booker is gonna go God mode, and I hope that he gets <laughs> crap up here. You say that every time. <laughs> you say that every time. It's gonna happen speaking once and you. Speaking of losers, I just want him to drop like over seventy again, dude. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny because if you say it every time, it's bound to happen once, and you're gonna be right. Well, so I mean, like. I mean that's fair. Yeah, you gotta speak into existence at least once a season. Like your fantasy picks, you just gotta. I gotta manifest reality. Manifest. (laughs) Devin Booker scoring seventy. 
I need to manifest that Jason Tatum will be more consistent and just like if he's more consistent, we're guaranteed top five in the in the East. I think. Oh, you know what? You know what we should do? We should end this episode with our Christmas or or New Year's resolutions as what we want for our for our teams. All right, impromptu segment because I did not write anything for this, so this is just raw off the top of our heads. (laughs) Yeah. So right off the dome. Right off the dome. uh, Actually, let's start with Reed because I think the Nets could use some. For my my New Year's resolution slash Christmas wish for the Nets, um, I no more no more COVID, no more disease, <laughs> no, no more, more disease. anything. Outbreak. I want, uh, I want no people out of health and safety protocols. I want Kevin Durant back in the starting lineup. Um, yes. And I want just no more of this whack these whack lineups for a team that's supposed to be a title contender right now. Yeah. So yeah, that's my Christmas wish. Yeah, I think for Vine, uh, again, I said it, Jason Tatum to be more, more consistent because he, he can be – and if he was consistent like every game, he could be on the level of like, you know, Luka Doncic, LeBron, if he was, was consistent every game. The problem that he, that he has is that he's not consistent. Like every – he blow – like he like score 35 one game and then 20 on bad efficiency in the next game. So like we don't know what's going to get from him, but that's my wish. Jason Tatum to be more consistent. Jalen Brown, a guaranteed second option, and that team could lead us to the finals if he really puts his mind to it. Because we have Al Horford back, so that's just uh, what is it like? A, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like very hopeful. I guess hopeful Celtics fan. Mm. <laughs> big Christmas wish, right there. Big Christmas, uh, uh, big Christmas wish. Mine is slightly a two-parter, but um, I'll take it uh, one or the other. But um, mm. one is paid DeAndre Ayton. Uh, <laughs> That's your wish is a paid DeAndre Ayton. I just want to lock him up for the next couple of years. If they don't pay him, then he's going to realize that someone else is going to pay him. He's going to dip, so I'm worried about that. <laughs> but um, my, my big one is to beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. So that means the Warriors have to make it to the Western Conference Finals. They for definitely Western will. I think draw. that this Christmas Day matchup is pretty indicative of what's going to happen in the Western Conference Finals. Could be. We don't know. Again, I we have our wishes. Hopefully they come true, all of ours, because I think if all of ours come true, I think it'll be a fairly fun season for us, as all three of our teams will be dominating our respective conferences. But, yeah. That's all we had because, again, we want to keep this relatively short and um, just have you all enjoy your Christmas because uh, I know for us, we're just going to be in front of our TV the whole, ga- whole day watching uh, basketball. So yes, sir. I know I'll playing. be driving, but I mean I'll be having the games on the side, so I'll still be watching them. So, yeah, we'll, we will see you all next week, and hopefully – actually, we'll probably have a New Year's, a New Year's segment as, or like a New Year's Day segment as well because um, it's going to be next – I guess New Year's is actually coming up because I didn't realize that. So, yeah. So next week, everybody, hopefully everyone gets healthier and better so we can have a more fun season. But, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Peace. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.